You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at San Diego Padres. I'm joined by A.J. Casavell And, A.J., uh, some earlier impressions of, uh, of Jared Weaver from his first start in a Padres uni. I know he's talked about improved flexibility, uh, you know, helping him on the mound, but uh, uh, this is obviously an important veteran presence for a, a very young rotation. Yeah, that, and that's one of the biggest reasons they signed him. Uh, he's kind of already assuming that, that leadership mantle in the clubhouse. Uh, his big thing early in camp has been about his flexibility. After his, uh, after his first start, he said he feels 10 steps ahead of where he was last year. Now, that's obviously uh, one, of those, one of those spring training cliches that you'll hear from guys, but uh, in, in his case, he, he really kind of changed his between-starts workout routine, focusing more on his flexibility, and as a result, he, he struggled with some, some neck and some hip and some, some kind of shoulder stiffness last season. Uh, he doesn't, and, and toward the end of the year, once he once he added that flexibility stuff in between starts, he he didn't feel it as much, and and the results improved, and and so far in camp, that's what that's kind of what the focus has been for him. And Trevor Cahill is another you know interesting name uh, on that pitching staff, a, a guy who's uh, bounced around a bit in his career and, and done the starting thing, done the relieving thing. You know, he he had a good showing uh, so far his first five innings of work. It's only five innings, but hey. Uh, any uh, any positive first impressions is a good first impression. Uh, five strikeouts in those five innings. What are the thoughts on uh, on how he fits into the picture here? Yeah, he's a he's an interesting case because he's he's been a very effective reliever for a couple years now, but he signed with the Padres for the chance to start, and so far he hasn't done anything to hurt his case. He's been he's been probably their best. He's he's looked like their best pitcher so far in camp. Uh, five innings, I believe, one hit. His breaking ball has been I, I, in his first start. His first three strikeouts came in in, in the first two innings. Uh, they were all looking and they were all kind of curveballs that backdoor curveballs that kind of baffled the opposing hitters. So it, it there's there's not much to take out of spring training results, but if you can tell something, I, I I think there is something to be said about the way hitters react to the pitches. And right now it looks like Hale's not the easiest guy to hit. Um, in in terms of the Padres rotation, uh, at this point I would say he's probably a favorite for one of those last two spots. Um, right now, uh, Weaver, Shasin, and Clayton Richard have seem to have the first three spots. But uh, if if anyone has has the has the odds on chances of making it into the back end of the rotation, I would say it's Cahill. And more from the uh, early returns front, early impressions, uh, probably way too early uh, returns and impressions, especially in this case. But, but Christian Bethencourt is obviously a, a source of fascination in our game right now, trying to make the transition to pitching. And uh, I've seen a, a little bit of the video, AJ, and, and you know, mechanically he looks pretty solid. He looks like he knows what he's doing, which is a, a good compliment at this stage of, of the experiment. But um, I, I'm sure for him, you know, repeating the delivery is, is probably, uh, you know, an early hang up or, or just an early uh, issue that, that needs to be ironed out for somebody who's just so raw. Um, but what have you thought of uh, this experiment and, and the realistic uh, potential of Bethancourt as a pitcher? Yeah, he's uh, if, if you go back and watch the video from his two kind of mop up position player pitching outings last year, he's it's night and day his mechanics. He's he's smooth. He's free. Uh, there's Things to work on. Uh, you said repeating his delivery. I think repeating his delivery is probably the the biggest thing. In his most recent outing, he started keeping the ball up in the zone a little too much. He said it was because his front shoulder was flying open. I imagine for someone who hasn't spent consistent time as a pitcher ever until about two months ago, uh, that's not an easy thing to do. So he's still learning to harness it. Uh, the the benefits are 
are easy to see because the Padres roster right now is pretty crowded. Uh, they have three Rule 5 picks. They'd like to find space for Rule 5 catcher Luis Torrens. He is not necessarily the guy they're going to uh, – he's not necessarily a guy they would consider as the lone backup catcher to Austin Hedges. So if Bethancourt can serve as, as this kind of reliever, catcher, hybrid, and even play some outfield – he would clear space for Torrens on the roster. Uh, their middle infield right right now in San Diego is a little clogged up. So the roster flexibility Bethancourt brings would be huge. Uh, he has a long way to go, but it's encouraging that it, it, his, in his first appearance against uh, legitimate major league hitters against the Diamondbacks the other day, uh, he didn't back down. His mechanics, I guess he, he said he started flying open with his front side a little bit, but he managed to bear down and get out of the inning without allowing a hit. So two appearances into his Cactus League season. He's allowed no hits and one walk. Uh, I'd say that's a, as good a start as you could imagine for a guy who hasn't spent much time pitching. Well, we like we like the strange in baseball. We like the weird stuff and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Pat Venditti uh, pitching from each side, that kind of thing. But So I know you've asked Andy Green this, but would we ever see Bethancourt pitch to one batter and then get behind the plate for the next or vice versa? That would be the ultimate right there. Yeah, well, I, I asked Andy Green about that last week. Kind of the he he could be presented with some really novel managerial decisions that no manager has faced before. Because you, you think of things like him possibly double switching with Bethancourt to get his bat into the pitcher spot. So you double switch toward the pitcher spot as opposed to uh, the opposite. Uh, Andy Green said no, probably not. He doesn't foresee that situation. But there is a way. If you think if you think about like maybe the strategy of the game, there is a way it's it's conceivable where. Bethancourt pitches, and then uh, his spots do up. So you want to keep him in the game, but and maybe Austin Hedges has already batted. So you want to keep him in the game, and so you keep you move him to behind the plate. It's not too far-fetched an idea uh, the way baseball strategy might shake out. Uh, it would have to kind of be the perfect scenario where Bethancourt's the guy you want as the pinch hitter or as, as your best bat off the bench uh, do up the next inning, uh, and maybe Austin Hedges has already hit, but... Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility in terms of baseball strategy. Andy Green uh, kind of said he didn't see it as likely, but if everything falls the right way, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be shocking. It would be it would certainly be fun to see though. Yeah, and kind of along those experimental lines, I wrote a piece on Sports on Earth this week just about you know rethinking rotations. Will we see a six-man rotation for any you know legitimate stretch of the big league level? Will we see a four-man rotation? And, of course, the Padres enter the possibility of, of, of the more of a tandem model, and I know they've, they've kind of played around with that, you know, just in conversation, uh, that idea of, you know, starting a game with a reliever and then going to the starter. Um, but where are they at with that conversation? Is it something we might legitimately see this season? I think we could definitely see, see something like that because the Padres have, I, I think they, they could end up taking about seven starting pitchers on, on their opening day roster with two of them serving as de facto bullpen guys. It's not something you're necessarily going to see every single day. But if you have a, a kind of a – Andy Green mentioned two guys, Paul Clemens and Christian Friedrich. Friedrich's uh, a lefty. Clemens is a righty. Uh, they're, kind of, they're kind of different in what they bring to the table. Clemens kind of has a big curveball. Friedrich's stuff doesn't break necessarily as much. And obviously they come from different sides of the, sides of the rubber. So uh, if you do something like that, then if, if, say, Paul Clemens starts the game, you get a left-handed loading lineup against a team like the Dodgers that likes to platoon – well, or, or any other team in baseball these days, because pretty much everyone's platooning to get the best advantages. Well, if Friedrich, if, uh, if Clemens pitches a few innings and, and Friedrich uh, is available for the second time through the order, 
all of a sudden you have every matchup advantage and you kind of force the opposing manager's hand. So I think that's what the, that's what the Padres are thinking right now. They're not going to do it every time through the rotation. I think with a young pitcher like a Luis Perdomo, they're not necessarily going to do that because they want to give him the chance to work deeper into games. But there's, there's definitely benefits to it, and the Padres have definitely explored uh, those benefits. And I would not be the least bit surprised if we saw something like that this season. Yeah, that, that would be fascinating because it, it's one of those things that it's always looks so good on paper. A couple teams have, have kind of played around with the tandem model, you know, variations of, of what you're talking about, and uh, it hasn't lasted for a sustained stretch. But, you know, if there's ever a team to experiment with it, it's a team that, let's face it, is not in a earnest, you know, contention model currently and, uh, and maybe has uh, more of an iffy rotation picture, which this is, you know, a, a young and developing rotation by and large. So, it would be fascinating to see that uh, in real time and, and see how that experiment works. I wanted to ask you one more thing, AJ, and this, this actually came from a, a reader on Twitter had asked me, who's going to have the best offensive season for the Padres in 2017 among Manuel Margot, Hunter Renfro, or Austin Hedges? Now, I went with Margot, and of course I jinxed him because like two days later he wrenched his knee. But uh, so, <laughs> so first, give me the update on him. <laughs> And then give me, uh, you know, your answer to this pressing question. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Uh, the update on Margot, it sounds like he's it's it's just a swollen knee more than anything else. Uh, he there's no structural damage or anything, so he should be back in action some point later this week. It's a tough question. I would say the best offensive player among those three uh, that makes it makes it somewhat extra extra difficult. Austin Hedges is going to have the best all around season, I would say, because of what he brings to the table defensively and, and calling games. But if it's strictly offensively, I think I'd agree with you with Margot. He's he does he brings so much to the table. He hits he sprays line drives all over the field. He steals bases. Hunter Renfro is it wouldn't be a bad pick either, uh, just because of of the power he brings to the table. But I I sincerely think he might have the biggest learning curve. I, I still think his potential is off the charts, but he might have the biggest learning curve of the three, uh, just because he struggled with with hitting big league caliber breaking pitches. And he's going to maybe need to harness his, his plate discipline a little bit. So those are things that I think take time, whereas Manny Margot has the offensive game that could more directly translate to the major league level. So I'd take Margot. I think Hedges is going to hit probably better than he – obviously better than he has in the past because he never really got consistent playing time and his numbers aren't great. But of the three, I would expect Margot to have the biggest season. I wouldn't be surprised if Margot spent a little bit of time at AAA, but he'll be at the major, major league level soon enough and, and ready to contribute. Yeah, certainly a guy can impact with his bat and his legs. So good stuff, as always, from AJ. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, San Diego Padres edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.